Last time on Dungeon Master's Test Kitchen. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw throw the stick to kind of get his attention away from me. I'm gonna go out and kind of like wave like a like a throw it to me kind of thing. You toss the you toss the draft one over, and the playful uh, dog kind of watches it lands about ten feet away from Marlo. As it kind of comes to a stop, the fairy man steps over onto uh, onto it, and you see that it is um, a skeleton with like a, what seems to be a cloak of water raising up towards it, and uh, and it has like two skeletal arms holding its uh, its green glowing staff, and the head kind of looks at the javelin and looks back to you, and you feel that immense okay. cold presence. Uh, so Trip noticing that is kind of keeping an eye on things and reaching his hand in the food bowl to grab the grab the axe. So about midway through, just before you reach your axe, your foot like hooks on what feels like maybe seaweed or something like that, uh, and it kind of it kind of just pops something. And the moment that happens, all the warmth completely like vaporized from the. Uh, from the pool that you're in, and it's just ice cold. You kind of jump to the side of the now empty pool, and this chain just slams onto the ground. So after it hits, uh, it kind of like shrivels up to be like just a, a collar around. Like a normal dog set? Yeah. And then you kind of, in your dot in your die, you kind of land on your axe. Okay, whatever. cool. Um, and the the creature that came through the, the port kind of just, he immediately turns into like a rushing current. It shoots past Marlo, sorry, I keep forgetting that. So it shoots past you, you're kind of like, it's just a torrent of water. Mm-hmm. You don't even get an opportunity to stop it. It's, and uh, it just kind of materializes right beside Jack. Jack just kind of waves at him. It, it's its skull kind of looks at the looks at the collar and like does a really quick uh, look around on what's going on. And then in your heads, in like in this weird, you know how voices sound underwater? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. So in your heads, you all hear, "What have you done?" We're taking the dog for a walk. So it's uh, it's <laughs> staff kind of turns into like a, a spear beside uh-huh. you, and and it readies it to like stab at Jack. A sent us. So it stops just as it's uh, it's about to stab you, and the the staff kind of the the arm doesn't really move. It kind of just shifts into its normal pose of holding this uh, this glowing rod. And it looks at at the both of you at, at the pool. And it's simply it, it's just waiting for an explanation. Now, what is Harris doing this time? Well, the playful one, it's now kind of free, so it has a much wider range of movement. And it's followed the uh, the creature to look at these uh, at where it is now. Uh, its body is now turned, so it's all three 
heads are kind of looking there. So not quite be able to see that the guy warped that I'm behind him. Yeah. I take this as my chance. To do what? To go forward towards the middle. Why are you in? Oh, where? Where? Because the pillars in the middle in front of me. This is the theater pillars. One of the, like, the three in the middle. Going for one of the outer pillars here, or one of the four pillars for the... So uh, is the um, southwest one a water pillar or a food pillar? The southeast, the southwest one would be water. Okay. The others are... This food. is the water pillar, so these two... Because the throne is south, sort of... Just to southwest. clarify, the pillar is attached to the water dish, or the pillar's made of water? The it, pillar is like a, a like water one of those tube. auto feeders for dogs. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, yeah, I'm going towards that this, one there. This is the water one, though? Yes. Okay, are you going to do the water one? Well, was the water one one of the ones with the chains to it? No, no. Only, oh, the the, only the other souls. Okay, no, then the wrong way. That was for the one with the chain. This was the chain, and this was the chain. Those are the ones that are remaining. Okay. You're still going towards this no, one? No, this one. Okay. Yeah, send this to So the Jack's like looking at the river lord and is like, well, you see, we, well, we don't know where we came from. We suddenly showed up and there's some angels and like, well, the bridge broke and then we were in a swamp and then we went for a walk and there was this village and there was this demon guy who said, hey, his name was A and like, he said, he'd be able to get us back home and like, all we had to do was like sign this contract and go get the dog and then like, you know, when we die, he'd take our souls and it'd all be good. But he said, just let the dog go and that build to get rid of heaven or something like that and we'd be able to go home. Crusader saying this? Yeah. <laughs> Remember, everyone's dressed in full Crusader yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. We don't belong here. So it, it kind of, uh, it shifts to you in like a blur. So it never really turns. It just kind of, its head goes in different, it comes out of different like, cowls. Of and it shifts to you and uh, it turns to the side and that indifference weighs heavy, way heavier on you than it did on the ranger. In fact, there's judgment in there. So it's, it is exactly like a Dementor from Harry Potter. Like everything is going incredibly cold. You're, it's like you're in frozen water, which is funny because you're a water gent. <laughs> and it, it kind of looks at you for a second or two and then kind of just shifts around. It's, it's skull staying, like uh, doing an orbit around you and it's, and it's pillar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it simply, the voice comes back and it's, it's like, you've been hired to release the Cerberus? Yes. And, uh, as, as you say yes, it kind of reaches out towards your head. Uh, Jack's gonna step back. Not good with the touching. That trip is like, what are you, what are you looking to do? Are you, you stepped up and, and went and talked Yeah, to I'm, I'm like, kind of like crawling out of the thing and looking, seeing what's happening. Like, what are, what are you looking to do reaching out like that? So, instead of the arm that was reaching to her, it kind of like retracts and another arm grows towards you and it just points and does the come hither motion. Sure. So as you get there, the arm reaches out and it doesn't go for you. It just like reaches out to your head level and it just kind of waits. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. He trip is like, uh, okay. He doesn't, he's not really, he's not really sure, but also at the same time, he's not exactly sensing me. I guess, I guess should I boop your own nose know. on his finger? Just boop it. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, can uh, I think Trip kind of wants to see if he can kind of sense intent? Yeah, go for it. Or, uh, go ahead and roll. Just as you lean in, he just uh, puts two fingers out and you pokes get, in the eyes. You get three months to go. Oh, that's a, just a straight up six. Uh, so Trip is just going to do the thing and like walk up and let him touch his forehead. Upon the contact, yeah. the body shifts on, on a pivot of what's arm, and you get covered in a pillar of water. Okay. And the skull floats in front of your eyes. Uh, and like facing.
him him or he becomes him? Facing Chris. And you guys can see like the dark water kind of like just surrounds him and then the the head kind of vanishes into it. Um, So as that happens, you feel like it's hunting and searching through your your past and histories of what's going on exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, And after what seems like an eternity to you, but really is only about 10, 20 seconds, uh, it kind of loses itself back through the way it came. And the skull is there with now mirror images of your eyes in its eye sockets. And uh, they look to you and look uh, look to everyone else. And he simply kind of just fades. And both of the other two uh, plugs get thrown up. And then he forms again as the chains drop and go to the Cerberus. Trip, are you okay? Did you do the thing? Yeah, he has my eyes. I mean, I have my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, actually, wait. Do you know what your eyes looks like? I guess you don't, really. <laughs> yes. Like, he has eyes now. Well, I guess we'd be the ones that like, <laughs> he looks like you now. It's weird. <laughs> it's like face off by eye off. Yeah, face off. Jack's like, thanks, I think. <laughs> so, uh... Not my eyes, not my problem. <laughs> what are the heads of the dogs doing now that they're free? So, now that they're free, they kind of just look at the river lord, okay. um, and they're, they're... All of them are just like, what? Like a dog that was just released out of a kennel. Not sure if it did something wrong, but like, um, am I allowed? Like, can I do this? And and uh, the river lord kind of forms again in the in the water pillar, but a little bit larger uh, because it's in water. And he simply says in that same kind of voice, "Your job is done." Go see Ismodius for your reward. Where do we find him? And he just he does that whole thing again where he points towards uh, the east side and what you presume would be the bridge that you guys started on. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah. So the uh, <laughs> the temple kind of shifts as you guys start, start if you guys start walking towards it, it shifts to be large enough to fit Cerberus out, <laughs> and it just kind of opens into onto the bridge that Cerberus takes the bulk of, and he's kind of padding along behind you. All right. This was the bridge from the like, where, where you guys first. Started. Started, yeah. But we're at the, the other, other side, end of it. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're no longer in the middle, you're in the far end. Yeah. So are we walking forward then? I'll see you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good puppy. How much is this bridge shaking? It doesn't. It's, it's built. dead steady. <laughs> it's hell. Is this like one of those badass action scenes where like we're a whole group and we got like Cerberus like bringing fire yeah, behind it's us? Behind you, it's yeah. almost like it's just he's the explosions that are happening behind <laughs> us. <laughs> Except like one of them is just, one of the heads is just drooling. Yeah. <laughs> the one is just how slow mo is this scene? Uh, forty-eight frames. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you asked the film guy. Yeah. Well, actually, forty-eight frames is not. Or no, forty-eight. Oh, forty-eight would be I'm right. I was right. Yeah. My. For always trust your first instance. Yeah, it's, because 24 frames is... Yes. Yeah, so yeah. you film at 48 and you play it back at 24. All right, guys. Just <laughs> um, saying. Right. So, you guys are walking? Well, like, I imagine we must be running for it to be ahead of you us. You guys are walking? We can I mean, ride the dog. Can you ride the dog? If the dog will let us ride... I, I want to, dogs so badly <laughs> to ride the dog. You know what? Consent is overrated. <laughs> oh, no, oh. oh, apparently oh. he can't make it next week. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't consent. <laughs> All right. So I guess, yeah, we'll try and ride the dog. We're not to do that. Yeah. Jackson approached the playful side and be like, can I, like, she's like pointing at it, like, and Dom trying to like, do motion. the translation. <laughs> can, uh, can we, can we ride you, please? Does my sweet animal handling role from previous still play out? Like it's still the same animal that I'm handling? Yes. So let's say, based on how good my animal handling was, I know what I'm supposed to do to, like, get him to, like, put his head 
down so I can climb on him. Yep. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll believe. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll go with the curious head. So curious I feel like the playful head, head might like just be you know, dumb and buck me off, and the uh, the angry head might you know like bite, you bite me or something. Yeah. So. Um, I can't believe I had to say it three times. <laughs> <laughs> our, our relationship with this dog is intense. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Even if people try to decide, I don't even know if Mark will be down for that. <laughs> you're well, just you're gonna just run turn it? into a horse and run beside it. <laughs> That's pretty badass. Can you turn into a Cerberus? No. I've seen well, one, but I, I don't think it's class. Like, no, it's not class. I think it's a natural beast, and that also the CR rating on it is probably far oh, beyond what I can do. Hot, yeah. A little tiny one, maybe yeah, like a little one. one. So does, does he? So a dog? Climb? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so does he let him climb on? Or after all that, you say no. What did your roll say? Um, uh, one or well, two. I don't know. There's a there's a, a one and a leaf, so I don't know if it's like one and, and zero or one, one or two. Leaf. It's one and two. Yeah, so you got one. The highest number is always the sigil. I know, but like you know, on the D10, it's did you hit a one? No, or a leaf. I got the one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you uh, you kind of reach up towards it as she's play, as she's trying to get the uh, playful one to help out, and you reach into the curious one, and it uh, as you so you're there trying to bring its head down so you can climb it, right? Yeah, I'm trying to like. So with your hand going up, you kind of accidentally just put your hand in its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. Fair. <laughs> Thank you. It's the first time for everyone. Um, and it kind of just like, it's like you feel like a, a chunk of bone. Like you grab a, a spleen that's in its in its teeth. I'm going to try my luck with the uh, playful head. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm there. Yeah, first, she's so. already, uh, Jack's already over there. So the playful head uh, kind of looks down and kind of looks at you um, like a playful dog would. I'm kind of like, I like scratch its maw a little bit. Okay. Uh, so it it kind of just like does that classic dog nudge yeah. with its snout, but it's like 10 times more powerful. You're throwing about five so feet. You say you're going to throw about like 10, five feet or 10 feet. Um, but it does that and then like it kind of scooches forward, like the, the body scooches forward as the as the hostile head in the middle is like trying to pull it the other way. We've got things to do. So yeah. Jack, Jack's just going to kind of climb up top and like sit out like at the back of his ears and just scratch there. Okay. Uh, the fire, much like a rabidash, mm-hmm. is quite pleasant. <laughs> um, I'm nice and steamy. Yeah. But yeah, every sooner or later, um, everyone can get on. Uh, did anyone go for the hostile head? Dom did. Mm-hmm. Dom did? Dom, yeah. Dom feels Dom. like she has a special relationship with that head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Trip was Don't thinking the <laughs> So the hostile head in the middle, uh, as you guys like, what, what are you trying to do to make it bend down? Mm, to, give some or did you climb on the other here. head? No, um, Dom's gonna, like, here, good boy, here, good boy. Uh, can I come up? In, in front. <laughs> I can imagine, like, here, good boy does not sound anything like, hey, good boy, in front. <laughs> 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 like that. It's probably, it's probably like German. It just always, it's like German. German. Angry. It sounds angry like, and aggressive. Uh, <laughs> it's a very pretty language. <laughs> schmetterlin, schmetterlin. <laughs> um. So, so it kind of it it kind of comes down and like it's 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 eyes on you and I'm not making eye contact. Okay, but it's it's constantly trying to make you make eye contact <laughs> um, because it's the aggressive head. So it uh, it keeps watching you and then um, roll a percentage. It's the highest one. What's the highest one? That'd be a 
Well, zero. So you'd get... Okay. 108. No. 108 doesn't make sense. You get eight. That's a really good roll. Okay. You want low percentages most of the time. Oh, okay. And zero eight is a very low percentage of something happening. Sweet. So you kind of... As you kind of reach up towards it and it starts growling but you keep trying um, you feel like the the presence of that fox wanting to run like as hard as it can but as you get like as you get your legs on the Cerberus the fox kind of runs down the side and everyone can see this nine-tailed fox uh, to the to the front and to the right of everyone um, and all three heads <laughs> just just beam in on that fox and everyone make a dex uh, make a check to hold on I'm not on there okay then maybe not everyone <laughs> do I make a check or yeah. am I I'm on there uh, 18 dex save yeah 12 7 <laughs> natural 1 wait I did I make it up yet yes yeah oh. everyone did it just this is just the, yeah um, so the fox takes off uh, and it's just light lightning fast uh, who got less than 15 I did Jack did. Okay. Everybody so but Trip. Everyone but Trip kind of is just thrown off the Cerberus. And down into the swamp again. It's just just a laser now beam. Now do you see why we wanted to walk? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a laser beam going for this just Trip just hanging <laughs> on with trip is, trip has got like his fist and his and his axe in the air like holding onto the, <laughs> onto the like the little bit of fur on the back of the, the head and he's doing the phallic like uh, what was that damn kid's name? Sebastian in uh, yeah. <laughs> Never Any Story? Just like on so it bolts and uh and Trip is able to hold on and as the dust clears and everybody else is on the ground, uh sorry, Marco, where did you did you follow the dog? Or did you follow Trip or did you stick that? No, I like so Did you change? Are you still straight? I well you as everybody's still getting on, I hadn't changed. Yes. We were just standing there like, like why is everybody doing this? <laughs> <laughs> this thing was trying to eat us earlier. <laughs> um but I was be like if it was walking down the path, I was off to its right hand side. Okay. So it went off to the left and... Well, there's there. only one path because it's yeah. a yeah. bridge. Yeah. So do I have to dodge out of the way? Of it? No. Uh, <laughs> you saw it and your, your knowledge of dogs and foxes was enough to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, is the River Lord with us or did he stay behind? Uh, he's actually, as the dust clears and Trip is gone and you hear... <laughs> Fading into the distance, um, the River Lord kind of just appears behind you um, and kind of looks at everyone. <laughs> and that that there, you can everyone can kind of sense a amusement in it. Um, but there's like it's just like watching somebody hit their face with a rake, kind of amusement. <laughs> just like uh. my favorite kind of. <laughs> and it looks at everyone. And Dom, you had rolled a one, didn't you? Sure did. Um, so you're you're on the ground, and it goes. Um, so you're on your back, and the river lord kind of just appears above you, <laughs> and kind of looks down at you, and it offers its staff to to grab and help you up, and uh, and then it just the river turns into. Uh, sorry, like the water from the interior kind of just forms as a as a wall behind the river lord, um, and he looks around, and is everybody on their feet now? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let some hook her up. Okay. So he there's like he kind of does a wave and like a chunk of ice with a ridge forms uh, right in front of him where where you were before you got up. Jack, Jack recognizes the boat and climbs on board. Yeah. He's going to use her. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's the best Pokemon. Tom <laughs> <laughs> will get on the boat. Yeah, is anybody not getting on the truck? <laughs> this is not terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, this is. Marlon, you getting on board? I'm getting on board. All right. So he uh, he kind of looks to you as the water is building behind him, and uh, the voice goes, "I sold my soul once too. I've regretted it ever since." And then the boat launches. The water crashing down, right straight down the bridge, and you guys are almost immediately like twenty feet behind Cerberus. Nice. Um, so the 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 thing goes uneventfully. You see Valkyries and dragons ah, fighting in the air. I want to talk to this guy. <laughs> oh, he's not there. Oh, he he, he, he sent us off. Okay, it's fast travel. <laughs> so we're on a, like uh, like a magic carpet ride device. Oh, I'm behind Cerberus and trip. And actually, I'm gonna renege something. So because it would look kind of cool. He, uh, what ended up happening is the Riverlord kind of became the mast. Like, not the mask, but, like, the, the front piece. Yeah. Yeah. So he's still there? there? He's still there. If you ask he's, like he's your figurehead. <laughs> yeah, he's my figurehead. Is there... So, you traded your soul. What'd you trade your soul for? Um, and so everything's ice, mm-hmm. except where, where his skull is. So from him looking forward, uh, the back of his head melts, and the skull appears out of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks to you, and it's, like, for purpose. Any tips? Other than don't? Well, like for don't. Has he has has Monus ever gone back on a contract? Has anyone ever convinced him to change his mind? No, and what? But his contracts are usually more than one can see. My contract had tons of small print that I hadn't fully read to give me this purpose and unimaginable power over the river. I had wanted to be the greatest sailor, and now I am the river sticks. We've got a shitty deal, guys. <laughs> Yeah, we're not getting any power out of this. I guess we're getting you to go home. Yeah, that's all I want, is to get home. Still feels like a good deal to me. So the the back of the head kind of melts and uh, kind of freezes again, and the chunk of ice beside Dom melts and his skull pops up. And he kind of looks at you and says, She goes, <laughs> You wish to be home, yet had you tried to go home, the beast would have killed you. Now you work for the master. You will never, sorry, you will see your home, but it will never be the same. It will be a torment of, of unimaginable pain. So you got that going for you. Welcome back to DM's Test Kitchen and our 18th episode. We're so close to the end of this arc, and we can't wait to share with you what's next. So get ready to follow our heroes into a brand new system. Want a chance to meet up with us in real life? Nathan, Tyler, and I will be at Emerald City Comic Con next weekend. So if you'd like to meet up, get some stickers, or just say hi, shoot us a message via social media or through the contact form on our website. Speaking of ECCC, we're not the only ones attending. Jesse of DMs of Vancouver and our spinoff channel, DMTK Chef's Night, will also be there, so keep an eye out for him as well. If you haven't checked out Chef's Night yet, we highly recommend that you do, as naturally, we're self-absorbed and big fans. But really, Nathan and I get to work with some amazing folks to tell the story of a world that was forced into the Underdark 200 years ago to avoid a deadly plague. Our heroes are on a mission to determine if it's safe for the world to come back above, but as they breach the surface, they find things aren't quite as they seem. We have just finished recording the final episode of Season 1, so now's a good time to catch up. So just look for DMTK Chef's Night on your favorite podcast platform. As always, thanks so much for listening, and if you want to keep up to date on everything DMTK, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and check out dmstestkitchen.com to find out more about what we're doing, get your hands on information about the systems we're playing, and more. We'd like to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Libras Arcana. For all your dice needs, including monthly subscriptions and more, check them out. And you didn't hear it from me, but sounds like there might be some new sets coming our way, so keep your eyes peeled.
If you'd like to help support us, visit dmstation.com and click the donate button, buy a shout out, or check out our merch store. We appreciate all kinds of support, little or small, but one of the best things that you can do for us is share us. Tell people about us and tweet about us using the DMTK hashtag. One more thing. If you could rate us on iTunes, that would help us a lot. We'd greatly appreciate it. Our next episode will be out on March 21st, so in the meantime, I'll let you get back to the main course. As uh, Marlo says that, it freezes and pops up next to him. And Dom just stares out into space, contemplating these horrific words. <laughs> and uh, he, he kind of studies you more now, so that indifference was just as if in passing, and now it's he's he's studying you as a specimen. You had your chance. <laughs> <laughs> I bow to you. Um, so. He, he looks at you and he says, but this one has only gained, yet will suffer for it. <laughs> Every moment that you will exist is going to be in service just like it was. But you'll have the free will to know that you can't change. <laughs> is this like the whole bear freedom is a curse thing? <laughs> cool. <laughs> I don't know how Marlon would respond to that. Um, Dom's not a big fan of this dick. <laughs> he's, just, he's not a dick, he's just telling us how it is. Yeah, don't shoot the messenger. I mean, you could, but you're on his boat. <laughs> if you if you destroy that, he's the first, he's the first person I feel like he's given us any straight answers. So. <laughs> um, Do you know what's going to happen to us next? So, Meltz pops up next to you, um, and his voice, his voice is more human now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has more warmth to it than it did, but that's also because everyone is freezing. Um, so it, it's kind of raw, and it goes, Well, you will complete the first part of the contract. You don't have a choice. You already have. Uh, the second, third, fourth, fifth, etc., however many was written into it, that Asmodeus has now bought you. For eternity. Did, did we get copies of the contract or just somebody just take Yeah, you guys all have copies okay. on you. I'm like, oh, there was only one part and like Jack pulls it out. <laughs> it just unfurls farther than <laughs> we saw it before. Why is it still going? <laughs> and uh, and as you pull that out, he, uh, he kind of looks at it and he goes, I've seen your hands glow. Do it over the contract. So I guess I, my hands are going for an hour, so it's probably still going. <laughs> so she pulls it over the contract. So that middle section that has no writing mm-hmm. blooms to life. With uh, with appendix upon appendix upon appendix. Oh, super fun, ready? Yeah. See, appendix um, C, and... <laughs> um, and and in fact, cool. I had set it up so it's out of invisible ink. If you guys do have a black light or whatever, it is available to you. What? Um, I don't think I have a black light. Fire, also. Any light behind it, fire? you'd see it. Oh, cool. just hold it up to, hold it up to the light. Hence why he, it has to be pretty direct. Yeah. Here, here. And what I wrote is not nearly as much as what the contract actually said. That's really great. Too great. So these are, again, these are the contracts that Andrew made for us at the beginning of this session that apparently had invisible ink on it the entire time because they've been here at Tyler's house. But as it says that, it uh, it mentions on the contract that you do a minimum of five um, quests for Asmodeus in order to potentially return. Right. Um, and and the, is the boat... Is there a maximum on there? The boat kind of shakes at, at the question and... And you can tell he's kind of laughing. And he's like, you signed a contract without reading it. Jack looks at Dom, she's like, you, you did this. <laughs> we didn't have any other options to get home. This was the best option to get home. He la- the, the water behind starts like shivering in his laughter. 
And as you guys, if you guys look, there's like ske- more skeletal heads in the current that is, it, they're all open and, and right. laughing. Um, and he goes, you've come here in crusader armor with Valkyries and mystics of the mortal and Asgardian planes. <laughs> you have always had a way home. So what do we do now? What do you suggest? We click our heels together and say there's no place like home? <laughs> he, uh... He we were of... never in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> the laughing kind of subsides, and he's like, you signed the contract. You work for him until he decides otherwise. Therefore, he'll throw your souls into anything and anything, everything he could want. How long have you worked for him? Two millennia. And you said one person may have changed his mind? Yes. What happened? Well, he gave them a level in hell. Who is this person? So at the question of who was uh, who did who did defeat Asmodeus, and as he begins to speak, um, the mouth freezes <laughs> and the voice stops immediately, and it's and his head tilts and as if he's trying to continue to say something, but the ice holds uh, holds true until it kind of it melts back into the ice and goes to the front of the boat again. I guess someone doesn't want us to know about that. That was in fine print on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get this over with. I guess we better see what our next job is, huh? So uh, you guys are riding the boat down, and uh, and every so often you'll see that instead of melting and like it's it's hours, hours and hours of just this straight line. Um, Ever for the Crusaders, like they had to fight this entire way (laughs) and walk it during the entire shit show that we were doing. Yeah. Um, So. It's hours and hours, and every so often you'll, uh, if your passive perception is above, let's say, 15. <coughs> is anyone? I'm well, 15. Is 15. Okay. So every so often the ranger would notice that... I'm 15, too. Oh, okay, great. The ranger and the pirate would <laughs> notice that um, instead of the skull melting into the ice, every so often it'll actually turn as if on a neck to look at you all. And like, and very, very slowly, the ice is slowly melting from the mouth of the of the character. Mm. Anybody, anyone doing anything during this moment where the NBC can't talk? <laughs> like, like, is there like places to explore on this boat? Like, we've been on this for an hour. I can imagine it'd be like a little walk around it. Yeah, it's like a. It's just you're riding a tidal wave right down. Meanwhile, Chip has been on service this entire time, so he has no idea what's awaiting on the other end. <laughs> Basically, just like lounging on the back of the dog at this point. Mm, no, you you're need like to holding make another. Pulling. Okay, sure, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what's happening with the fox? The fox is still running forward. It's leading the dog. Twenty-one. Yeah, you hold on. <laughs> now, what about chafing? Because you're not wearing a saddle. <laughs> He's barbaric <and> it's resistance. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's just raging the entire time. <laughs> um, but throughout the entire time, you still hear. <laughs> The never-ending Blissful <laughs> ignorance. Um, so as you guys get closer to that huge citadel, um, you notice that there's more dragons and Valkyries fighting in the sky, and you're getting closer to the front of the uh, the front of the war. Um, and the water starts to kind of taper a little bit. It's still going very strong, but it's like you notice that it's like a little bit less, a little bit less. The raft just dissolved, and Karen. Kind of just did look a badass walk as he's uh, as he's beside you all, minus uh, Trip, the barbarian who is riding Cerberus, the three-headed fire-breathing dog that's the size of an ocean freighter. So as you guys kind of land, you notice that at the end of this bridge, you have it, it looks like it was a vill- like a like an ancient city of what seems to be um, like angels 
like from your ideas of angels, but with like fire wings, and they're depicted on the sides. <clears throat> they you notice that it it seems to have the the feel of like a a major trade hub. This bridge from another world lands here, and then everything from here goes elsewhere. Uh, in fact, there are what are the monsters that used to, like, are turning into devils. <laughs> so monsters that teens? Yeah, they're like a sludge monster kind of thing. Hmm. They they kind of look like like a gluttonous uh, mound, but doesn't have all the teeth of a gibbering mouth there. The only thing I can think of is like a yokel, but that's a lot thing that's yeah, like realms. Oh, I know, I think... In D&D fantasy, <clears throat> uh, the, the lore behind it is... These these creatures are the souls of soul, of mortals brought into hell, and then in 101 years of their torture, they turn into a lesser devil, and they slowly gain. I'm just going to call them husks. Okay. But all of these husks are kind of... They all kind of look like a gibbering mouth. They're just like, just flab, kind of flowing over themselves. Uh, and there's absolutely tons of them along the sides while you guys uh, look at the battlefield. Uh, and the battlefield being where the runic warriors uh, are going after what seems to be like a noble uh, house, like a like a classic castle kind of thing, uh, of black walls that you recognize from previously, of the same kind of thing as the Cerberus uh, prison and shit like that. So, as you guys see this, uh, you notice that the runic warriors are fighting a bunch of devils, uh, and the Valkyries and and shit are flying around in the in the sky fighting dragons. Still, there's about thirteen or fourteen Valkyries, and seeing now seeing them in battle while not being kind of thrown everywhere, you see how devastating they actually are. Every a a, uh, a spear lands from one of the Valkyries, piercing a red dragon, and what seems to be an un- unharmed red dragon otherwise takes a spear and just lands into the ground, just like stabbed into it, just instantly dead. Uh, with all this taking place, uh, Cerberus is just about to end, like, just about to crash into the backs of the Ruin of Warriors. Nobody's noticed them yet. Uh, does anyone do anything? So the boats are sort of coming down to an end. Cerberus is charging in. Yeah. And uh, Karen is just sort of walking. Yeah, he's badass. Cool guys don't look at explosions walking after where the boat was. Kind of in front of you, like as a spearhead. <coughs> and the skeletons are kind of forming from the wave behind him to uh, hit the flanks. Jack's going to follow Karen. Marco's yeah. still a horse at this point, so he's just sort of staring off. Standing are off. you a horse? Horsing around. When did you turn into a horse? Oh, no, sorry, no. I was a horse, but when Cerebus was running. You were a boar. Oh, no, no, boar I got bacon and bacon bacon out. Just the truth. Wow. Oh, <laughs> no. But no, uh, sorry. No, I would have been human because it was only a horse when Cerebus started running. So, yeah, Jack, so, like, turn to Karen and be like, uh, so what's the plan exactly? And, uh, Karen kind of just lifts a, uh, a hand out of the the wave, the dark water on, on his body, and he's like, "Get inside." All right, I'm gonna get inside. Yep. Wait, wait, is he like holding it up, like looking in, looking my clothes? He's kind of like, like gesturing okay. want, want... towards getting the the keep. I thought he was oh, like, you know, he's oh, coming yeah. inside the cloak. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's like, get under my wing. I'll protect <laughs> he's, y'all. He's, he's the body. No, <laughs> 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 he uh, he kind of gestures that and says. We're all contracted to help Asmodeus. He's in there. Okay, then. That's a, that's a, that's a lot of uh, Valkyries and uh, soldiers and uh, 
Guys, they liked us at one point, right? We're still wearing their armor? Yeah, but we're also standing here with a bunch of undead monsters and demons, so, you know. The thing is, like, if we get attacked by the runic warriors, you know, that might hurt and we have to make it through them. But consider we're dressed like the runic warriors and we make it to the other side and we're amongst the devils and demons, we're still probably going to get attacked by them. Unless there's something that says otherwise. It's a fair assumption. Okay. <laughs> so, do we try and pretend that we're runic warriors to get through and risk being attacked by... Yeah, if we attack them, they're going to get attacked. Like... Yeah. We just pretend we're lost. We've been lost the entire time. <laughs> Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> and at at uh, Jack, right? Mm-hmm. At Jack saying Chrysavins, uh, <laughs> that is where Cerberus slams into the back of the Runic Warriors in a mass of fire and uh, and claws. And what is Trip doing on top of Cerberus while he's doing this, uh, wading through the battle? He's he's holding on tight, looking for a, a good a good opportunity to jump down. <laughs> We could just try to get back on the dock. Yeah, the dog's gone. <laughs> so as uh, Cerberus slams into this this uh, back line and the attention gets uh, shifted, all of the Valkyries kind of look and see and hear the monster roar and the fire go, and they all kind of disengage from the dragons that they had dealt with, minus like two or three trying to hold them all. Uh, and the Valkyries kind of, like, they gra- get together in like a an orbiting circle um, while their weapons, their spears are glowing and they're, and they're saying something in a language, uh, in a celestial language. Does anybody speak celestial? Because you can hear it over the dot. I do not. I think you finally picked a language I don't have. <laughs> oh. Okay. I can speak Abyssal, which is like the other version of yeah. Celestial. I also think I'm the only person that doesn't oh, speak I, every language. I can speak Celestial. Of course you can. <laughs> the teeth one that can speak <laughs> Celestial. Okay. Good try, though. <laughs> <laughs> All your secrets are mine. <laughs> so, so uh, Dom hears the the Valkyries, and it sounds like they're they're uh, calling something, and. It's a strange name that doesn't really fit with the the, the language, uh, but it sounds like they're saying dreadnought. Uh, and a silver glow uh, starts like pulsing at the closest point between all of the Valkyries and slowly goes outwards. Uh, you have about three rounds before they're finished doing that. Um, as a as a warning. Uh, now, Dom uh, turns to the others and says, "They're telling us not to dread." <laughs> <laughs> as I a, think we're okay. <laughs> as an out-of-character warning, uh, the way I run mass combat, so like you're in an army, is at the end of every turn that you are engaged with the army. I'll just use it as a one, like it's essentially difficult terrain. Uh, after every turn, I'm going to roll a percentage, and if it's 30 or lower, you get hit for 1d6 damage. No save. Every okay. turn. So, uh, Trip, what do, are you trying to hang on still, or what's your plan? Um, how close is, are the Valkyries? They're kind of uh, like uh, like 60 feet up in the air doing their circle, and they're like spinning around. Kind of, they almost look like vultures uh, spinning around, opening this, what seems to be a, a foggy tunnel. Like there's the there's tendrils of of like gray mist kind of creeping out, but it's a really thick mist forming with this like 
this pinpoint that's slowly expanding, about okay. 60 feet in the air. Um, Would Jack's alignment be what the body's alignment is, or the spirit's alignment? The alignment would be your your spirit, I guess, because that's your choices. Whereas your spells and, and things like that, that the body learned, would be the shell, as opposed to... Because you you're the shells that you guys ran of those ancient runic warriors. Take that, whatever happened. Marco, Marlo, and Dom, where are you? Are you, like, standing near me and Karen, or where are you? Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, up, I'm up in his biz. You got him in his coat? Yeah, he invited us into his trench coat. We're, yeah. all, we're all up in there. <laughs> Come, say a while. His water coat. Alright, so um, Jack's going to cast uh, Spirit Guardians, which is you call four spirits protect you. They flit around you to a distance of 15 feet for the duration. Duration. If you are good or neutral, the spectral forms appears angelic or fey. If you are evil, they appear as fiendish. This is what I was asking. So, I would say, like, Jack is probably neutral, whereas the body's gonna be good, so we'll just say that they're fake. Okay. So they have, like, little pixies flying around. Um, and uh, when you cast a spell, you can designate any number of creatures. You can see they're being unaffected by it. So, I'll make um, Karen unaffected by it, and the creatures, the soldiers of hell unaffected by it, and our party. Um, and... And a, so when a creature comes within this area, an affected creature's speed is then um, cut in half. And when the creature enters the area for the first time, uh, turn or source's turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw, or else it will take um, radiant damage, uh, 3d8 radiant damage. On a successful take, save, it takes half damage. So, so what was the damage again? Uh, it's 3d8 radiant. Okay. Um, and you're casting that on you guys? On me, yeah. So anybody who, if anything comes within a 15 foot radius of me, they have to then pass that wisdom saving throw if, they, if I haven't already like whitelisted them. Okay. Well, you guys haven't actually met the line yet, so it's just a skeleton. It's kind of yeah. So uh, she's just getting ready, oh, okay. and like you say that like in three rounds we're gonna get like holy laser beamed. So. I think it's time we should run. <laughs> <laughs> so this lasts for ten minutes. So like Jack said, like, guys, I think we need to run. <laughs> get to the, the dome. Well, the castle. The castle. Yeah. We need to run. Yes. Okay. I cast. <laughs> I cast flame sphere. What's this? I summon an orb of fire. I'm casting it at third level. Oh, I thought you were going to become a horse who could all ride you into the. Don't Maybe I... he's a fire spear horse. <laughs> uh, yes. Flame spear or spear. Spear. Okay. So balls. flame steer. Steer. Um, I'm gonna roll it in front of us. Is <laughs> there Indiana Jones this shit? Just okay. Oh uh, what's the size of the? It's of a five foot sphere. sphere. A diameter. A diameter of five feet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just big enough for us to. Run what's the range? Um, like how far can I roll? Do, 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 do. I can move it. The bonus action, I can move it up to thirty feet in a turn. Oh, so you can just keep. Well, oh, yeah. Move it thirty feet. It. You run thirty feet. Yeah. yeah. And it's the duration of about one minute. <laughs> Push your Just like, it's like a dung beetle pushing your sphere. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Except with like 20, 25 foot distance between the some... dung and the beetle. Shit. Yeah, five feet tall. Uh, I'll just you can jump over five feet jump uh, gaps. Oh no. You can go over five foot walls. You can also go over ten foot gaps. And it gives light. To 20 <laughs> feet. Okay. So the, the light kind of emanates from it and you... Some of the runic warriors that aren't dealing with the giant Cerberus kind of look over and they're like, what the fuck? And a couple of them like, get their weapons out and start heading towards you. Uh, 